They were, enjoyed they were, it, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I've been to it once. It was really good. Um, this is why she was denied entrance. Facial recognition technology spotted her in the lobby. She said uh, they went to watch the Rockettes there along with a group of mothers and a Girl Scout troop. And she works for a New Jersey-based law firm called Davis, Saperstein, and Solomon. And for years, her firm has been involved in a personal litigation, personal injury litigation against MSG Entertainment, a restaurant venue. And, of course, MSG operates Radio City Music Hall and produces the annual thing. So she said she was standing in line. And all of a sudden, she's going through the metal detector, and then she hears over an intercom or loudspeaker. She, I heard them say, woman with long, dark hair and a gray scarf. Can you imagine hearing that over the day? Woman with a long, dark hair and gray scarf. And she got approached by security and pulled out of the line. The pucker factor would kick in pretty quick. Wow. So she said, I haven't been working any cases on that, but the company is, so that's why that happened to her. Snoop. How many times have you ordered a pizza and you didn't get the correct pizza? Not often. Not often? Yeah. That's good. I remember one time on DoorDash I ordered uh, sushi and I got pluckers, which I like pluckers, but when you're expecting sushi. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to do that. Um, a Domino's customer, first of all, says he spent $35 um, on a pizza, and then all the pepperonis fell on off of it when he picked it up. Um it's like a practical joke. I know. <laughs> uh, and uh, he said uh, he he recorded the pizza in a video. It racked up more than 400,000 views as of yesterday. In the video, um, he's a TikToker. Uh, he lifted the pizza up by the side and all the pepperonis fell off. First of all, why are you lifting the pizza up by the side? You know, why, why would you do that? But then his caption was, $35 in Domino's, and this is what I get, a cheese pizza. And he said, I can't make this up. They told me from now on, you come pick up the pizza. They delivered the wrong food. People came back with this. Although he was upset with the state of his pizza, most viewers, and can kind of imagine this on TikTok, lacked any sympathy. Several comments should have taken the advantage of Domino's mix and match deal, which allows you to choose two or more of certain menu items for $6.99 each. Somebody goes, bro, that's on you for not using the $7.99 deal. <laughs> somebody else went, if you really paid $35, you deserve that. Uh, and then somebody else went, 35 dominoes? Cap. You know? Uh, and then somebody said, somebody call the president. So, I mean, why why would you spend $35 on a, on a pizza for it? Was delivery? it so hot that the, that the pepperonis just said all the pepperonis off. just fell right. off. So... Um, yeah, so there was, so there was that. Um, okay, um, I had a nut. Let's see, I've got one other story. Uh, oh yeah, Jeff will take some interest in this because it involves collectibles. Um, Jeff, your collectible collection really is limited to sports mem- memorabilia, sports cards, primarily, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Would you be interested? In the original animatronic E.T. model from E.T. No, but that sounds really cool. Yeah. The, the, the original one from the movie, and that's it right there. This this one right here, Jeff. This is the uh, this is the uh, deal right there. 
It's kind of creepy looking. Yeah, it is. That's too that's too robot war-y <laughs> for me. Auction of the weekend. Care to take a guess at what it sold for there? The original E.T. thing from the movie, The Spielberg. 250000 How about $2.5 million? Lord. Yeah. E.T.'s yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I could see that. From the Oscar-winning special effects master, Carlo Rambaldi, in 1981. It went under the hammer as part of the Icons and Idols Hollywood sale put on by Julianne's Auctions and Turner Classic Movies. And they said it's one of a kind, so it went for two point five six million dollars. It cost about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to put together in the first place. So you figure that was forty years ago. So it's something to keep in mind there. Uh, all right. Hey, I've got a sports inconceivable real quick well, that just, just came across the wire. Yeah. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. They're making a quarterback change. It's supposed to be announced today. Are they going back to Sam Elliger? They're going to a Westlake alum. Going to Nick Foles. They're going to Nick Foles. Okay. Not Sam. We'll try them all out, right? Bring Drew Brees out of retirement, right? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah <laughs> just bring them all out. So there you go. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have our I guess Jeff two. Saturday just announced that. I'm saying that, right. that it's Nick Foles. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, coming up. We'll, uh, Jeff will get us up to speed again on where the same because now we're at the uh, the lunch rush, as Jeff called it, for uh, signees here on this National Signing Day. This is Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and hornfm.com. Studios. You're listening to KTXX FM and HD1 BK. KTAE AM Elgin. K270CO Round Rock. The Horn wants to wish you and yours a. Hour number two of Light the Tower here on The Horn. Craig Way, Jeff House, Snoop Daniel alongside. As we're with you all the way up until noon. And then it'll be Chad and Zay coming your way. We draw closer to that uh, holiday break. We'll be here tomorrow and then out after that uh, on Friday and then Monday and then back on the 27th. Um, I, I, I said Jeff would bring us up to, to speed on uh, things on National Signing Day, and I just kind of said it as a matter of course and that you would, but I didn't know it would involve a little bit of breaking news. If you're, if you're an Oklahoma fan, you're not happy right now. So Peyton Bowen, the five-star safety out of Denton Geyer. Craig, we've heard a lot of buzz about this yeah. recruitment. It's been committed to Notre Dame. Oklahoma thought that they really had a chance to flip him. He did flip his commitment this morning. He just had his ceremony within the last five minutes. But it's not to A&M. He's going to be heading to Eugene, Oregon with Austin Novoside. He is Peyton Bowen is a duck. Wow. I mean, that, that's a little surprising. Right? I mean, it is. But the, the, the rumor that I were hearing – uh, that's what this is why I brought this up about Jackson Arnold. Uh, there were a couple of rumblings about Jackson Arnold, but it was always tied to Peyton Bowen not being as solid and as firm in his commitment to Oklahoma, not Jackson Arnold. Well, in the end, Jackson Arnold remained true to his commitment to Oklahoma, so the Sooners do get the outstanding quarterback from Denton Geyer. They just don't get his teammate, who was, who was committed to there as well. So... It's kind of an unusual wrinkle. Yeah, and if if you look at the uh, the twenty four seven sports composite, which mm-hmm. I'm looking at right now, and I've just got to eyeball this and confirm it, 
Yes, of the top 10 prospects in the state, Texas is going to end up winning the day with three of them, with Anthony Hill at four, Jonte Cook at six, uh, and Manny Muhammad at eight. Yeah. And then you've got Alabama picking up two with Jordan Renault and uh, Jalen Hale. And then Texas A&M is going to have probably two, David Hicks and, and Reuben Owens, but that's really big for Oregon to, uh, to shout out Oklahoma from getting mm-hmm. multiple, uh, multiple in-state commits when Oklahoma technically does have the highest-ranked prospect in the state, and that's Jackson Arnold. So um, uh, interesting there on it. All right, so now, Jeff, we're getting into the, uh, like you said, the lunch rush, yeah. the lunch hour stuff where we'll expect, although uh, Anthony Hill beat the lunch rush, right? He did. Anthony Hill, uh, he has signed his national letter of intent. Trevor Goosby, the Melissa offensive lineman, has also signed his NIL. So those two guys are done. Waiting on four, the two South Oak Cliff kids, which we talked about. I, I think theirs is at noon. I think they're having their signing ceremony at noon. At noon. Uh, and I don't know if they'll send in the paperwork afterwards or before, but that's going to be within the hour. Uh, Leona LaFalic, and he's he's on Hawaii time, so it's going to take a minute there. And then Cedric Baxter, I believe his signing ceremony is taking place right now as we speak, so that should be prob- – I'm guessing before the show is over, Cedric Baxter will officially be a Texas Longhorn. That's true. I started to say that's that's the next big shoe to drop that everybody's and, and, and everybody's expecting that to happen. Not, no, the no unexpected change, right? Even though both Florida schools and I guess probably Miami went very very hard at him as well. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Who were we talking about? I was looking Baxter. at two different things. Cedric Baxter. Yeah. Yes, Florida State was the big player in that. He grew up a Florida State fan. Made a couple of visits to Tallahassee. Mike Norvell's actually put together a pretty good class uh, this year. But yeah, Florida State made a really strong run. All those Florida schools were involved, but uh, he shut things down a, a couple of weeks ago and said he's, he's going to Texas. So uh, when that's official, Craig, whenever Cedric Baxter's official, according to, uh, to the 24-7 sports composite, Texas will sign the number one quarterback prospect in the country, the number one running back prospect in the country, and the number one linebacker prospect in the country. Wow. Wow. Uh, Texas sitting at four right now in the team recruiting rankings. I, that's where I was going to ask you next. I guess was at, uh, at at four and one, two, three are Georgia, right? Uh, Alabama number one, okay. Georgia number two, two Miami? Miami number three. How about Miami? Uh, How about that? that especially got that nil. Got that nil. Yeah, I start saying coming off the season that they had. You can point to one direction on that with Miami, right? N I L. Oh, did I say that when I said when I asked Trevor Goosby, did I say he signed his N I L? I mean, he signed his N L I national letter. Not his N I L, it's N L I, which was influenced as, by the N I L. Someone said Freudian Forty, slip, uh-huh. in my heart, most likely. Uh, but oh, yeah, Miami, uh, Miami three, Texas four, LSU at five. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. So, uh, what do the commitments signings? Because that's the other thing. It's a pet peeve of mine when folks on this day go, "Well, and so and so committed." No, he signed. Signed. Okay, it's no longer a commitment. He signed. My pet. No peeve longer is, engaged. Got my, married. My pet peeve is the other way around. When a guy commits, like, "Oh, he signed." No, no, no not you, until the you signing day in December. <laughs> this and is he, a commitment. Yeah. Um, what did that do for Oregon's class now? How, how those two, Novasad and Peyton Bowen, how, did, how much of a bump did they get in the rankings? Uh, Peyton Bowen hasn't been factored in yet. Oregon it was at fourteen before Peyton Bowen. If you give me just a second, Craig, I can mm-hmm. probably see if that has been updated yet. Uh, sure, let me look absolutely. At Oregon's class. 
Is that including paint and bone? Is he he's not factoring any? So give me just a minute. I got to play with the twenty four seven sports class calculator, and I, I can do, tell how do you, you do that. You do like click different. Well, see, look, I'm, I've got Oregon right yeah. here, right? And I just add if I add Peyton Bowen to their class. Mm-hmm. Let me add Peyton Bowen because you know this, this is, is great like, radio. But yeah, uh, you're kind of being like Steve Karnacki okay, so here, you know, with the projections. Here. So their team score goes to two sixty nine point eight seven. That would put them at thirteen. They would they would jump Penn State. They would still be behind Florida. Okay, okay, but, but that's a top fifteen class. Yeah, for Dan Lanning, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good for and and I think it might have surprised some folks uh, that they. Oh yeah, that they did that Oregon. One. If you gotta you know take winners and losers on signing day for whatever it's worth, Oregon I think at this point's got to be considered the winner. You know, you flip Austin Novosad and you flip Peyton Bowen. Two kids from Texas uh, going to Oregon. That trend, that trend was strong with Chip Kelly. Now we know, we know how well after the fact there were some uh, nefarious things going on there that got some of those Texas kids to Oregon. But now, with everything being what it is in, in the NIL world that we live in, uh, for Texas to get, I mean, for Oregon to get two two really talented kids out of Texas, uh, it's a really good year for Dan Lanning and that staff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that kind of gets you up to speed at the moment. And again, to recap, uh, where Texas is right now, Jeff, in terms of you said uh, fifteen or is it gone sixteen now with Anthony Hills signing? Seventeen. We're seventeen because Trevor Grooseby made seventeen. Okay. All right. Um, so that's that's where that is. Uh, all right. So seventeen and still waiting on, like you said, waiting on four. Waiting on four. That again, those four are Cedric Baxter, Manny Muhammad, Billy Walton, Leon LaFau. Okay, and it's probably expected at least at South Oak Cliff, maybe that Manny Muhammad and Billy Walton will sign top of the hour. Yeah, and, and together at the is is yep. that going to be at the same mm-hmm. ceremony at Sock? Man, at or Oregon keeps winning the day. They uh, they just picked up uh, five star edge rusher from St. John Bosco, Mateo Uyunglele, DJ's brother. Mm-hmm. He's set at Oregon. Okay, wow. Another another big uh, land there for the University of Oregon. Wow. Uh, someone wanting to know on a specs text line, Jeff, where do the other, or where, I guess, or how, do the other Big 12 teams stack up? Obviously, said so I know Texas will be in the SEC soon, but just curious about the other Big 12 schools right now. I'm trying to see. So that will... By the way, CB just texted and said Baxter is in. <laughs> Mateo, Mateo Uyengale, Oregon now has a top. Austin Novosad part of a top ten class at Oregon now. That, wow. that jumped, that jumped them. Wow. Yes, I just I'm I'm getting texts. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hudson yeah. Standish. And yeah, they're our the, staff. Yeah, yeah, Cedric Baxter's officially a Longhorn. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, got the number one running back con- prospect in the country. Locked CB up. is following your boys. He's yeah. Following, so that's so there there it is. Uh, Sorry, it, what, what were we asking? Craig, the, uh, uh, Big 12 somebody schools? asked about Big Twelve schools. Uh-huh. Oklahoma's at eight right now, but the, you know they were really counting on getting a, a Peyton Bowen flip. The the big thing I think on whether Oklahoma's going to have a top ten class at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to that uh, Tosilia Kana recruitment mm-hmm. again. It seemed like it was Oklahoma, and then probably within the last twelve or so hours, things had really been trending towards uh, him picking Texas. His sisters on the Texas volleyball team that just won a national championship. Yep. Uh, the Texas staff has put in a lot into that recruitment. Uh, he would fill a need as an edge defender in this class, so uh, that's one that. Uh, and I think that's why, again, why the Steve Sarkeesian press conference today is tentatively set for three o'clock because his announcement's supposed to come down at three o'clock. So. 
Maybe we want to be flexible uh, for all the media members out there getting to Sark's press conference uh, in case that letter of intent drops. But uh, that's where Oklahoma is. Oklahoma's at eight right now. We'll see kind of where they end up. TCU. TCU's having a really good uh, recruiting year. They're at 19 overall. Uh, uh, Marcus Deal out of Naaman Forest is kind of the – the big dog in their class, uh, the defensive lineman out of Naaman Forest, but a really good year for uh, for TCU and for Sonny Dykes. Uh, Cam Cook from Stony Point. Snoop, do we know, is, is Cam Cook, have you seen anything? Has Cam Cook signed his, his letter uh, of intent? Not yet? that I've seen yet on social. Okay. That could be, again, it just could be a matter of stuff going through compliance and when it gets announced. But, uh, yeah, really good year for uh, for TCU and Sonny Dykes. It's really it's interesting because typically when you have the kind of year TCU did, Typically, you maximize that in the following cycle, uh, but for them to have a really big twenty-three cycle again, that's you know Brian Carrington, who's now at Arizona State, and that recruiting staff did a really, really good job. Uh, as far as the other Big Twelve schools, Baylor at twenty-eight. Uh, that's even with losing Austin Novoside. So it's a good, it's a good day for the Bears. But you know, at the end of the day, you lose your quarterback. Take uh, a guy that you were really counting on to kind of be your future at that position. Uh, that's a tough loss on signing of a Baylor has a top 30 class. Uh, Kansas State at 36. Uh, that's a good year for Chris Clement. Kansas State, you typically don't see them that high up on signing right. like it with a top 40 class. Avery Johnson, the quarterback prospect out of the state of Kansas, really, really dynamic quarterback prospect uh, out of Mays, Kansas. Uh, he's the headliner in their class. Uh, other Big 12 schools, West Virginia at 40, Oklahoma State uh, at 41, Iowa State at 45. So you got most of the league that's among the top 50 classes in the country. Um, so that just kind of gives you a general idea of where, where the Big 12 schools are. Um, did, did you mention Kansas? And, and, and I, was, I was kind of, you know... 65 is where Kansas is right now. And okay. I missed Texas Tech somewhere. Where are the oh, Red yeah. Raiders? Yeah. Red Raiders are at 26. Okay. So, really good year for Joey McGuire. Yep, company. yep, yep. Um, so, uh, that kind of gets you up to speed on uh, the... Uh, on the signings there, so and they got a big flip from Texas. Dylan Spencer, the the defensive lineman from CE King in the Houston area, uh, Hudson Standish did a really good job at Horns twenty four seven covering this recruitment. Was committed to Texas, but kind of seemed like it was maybe a, a mutual parting of the ways between Dylan Spencer and the Texas staff. So he ends up committing to and signing with Texas Tech. Mm. Uh, somebody said, uh, do transfers factor in the ranking? Yes, they do. That's uh, that's why you're going to see some other schools have. Uh, some pretty highly rated classes. That's that's really helping. Uh, I think that's what's bolstering uh, Oklahoma's class right now. I think is uh, well, you know, Jackson Arnold helps, but uh, let me see. Yeah, the transfers. Uh, Deshaun McCullough, the transfer from Indiana. Austin Stogner, uh, Jacob Lacey. So yeah, they, Oklahoma's transfers are helping their ranking. But yes, we do factor in transfers when you're talking about the overall ranking because that's what we're in now, Craig. We, I don't call them recruiting cycles anymore. They're talent acquisition cycles. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. And I, and uh, Matt Butler and I, Matt and I have talked about this, and uh, Rod brought it up, and Matt and I agree with him. I think we're going to have to really change the way we when we break down recruiting classes and look at attrition rate and bust rate. I think probably starting with you know maybe go back and retroactively do it starting with like the 2018 class, or maybe you go to to this last like maybe the 21 cycle that the guys that were that didn't get to take visits during the COVID year. And really start to think differently about attrition rates because now with one-time transfer and with the uh, you know with, with getting just regular transfers and a portal grad transfers, you can replace your attrition losses really easily. So uh, 
maybe I have to take a different look at how I've been doing that, you know, tracking that data for a couple of decades. Interesting. Okay. Uh, someone asked me, what's the correct pronunciation uh, for Colton? I've heard two different ways by people on your station. Well, I don't know about you. I can tell you, his name is Colton Vosick. Uh I remember when his dad played for Texas. I was on the broadcast when Brian Vosick was playing for Texas. Anybody who's been pronouncing it? So I don't know. Maybe somebody said Vasic instead of Vosick. If they've said it that way, that's dialectic. It, it would be a dialectic, and and that would not be correct. It is Vosick. Uh, I know that. Um, like I said, I was on the broadcast when his dad was playing, so I know it's Vosick. Uh, we've had we've had you know um, uh, Coach Salazar in here calling Colton Vosick. His name is Vosick. So uh, just so you'll know. With regard. But, you know, I've heard people call Austin Novasad Novasad, too, and that's not correct either. It's, yeah. it's Novasad. Uh, so, you know, some of that is just dialectic in pronunciation is how, is how that is. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, all right, so there's your uh, – that's kind of the update on things. Uh, somebody wanted to know, do you have an update? Is there, is there any update coming out of last weekend on that, that big weekend of visits? Uh, in the official visits on that, and somebody asking, did, did J- Jalen Catalan just visit? No, he did. He did not. He was in Austin, but it was not a football visit. Yeah, he is in the portal, but it was, to my knowledge, it was not a football visit. Okay, all right. And there wasn't anything earth-shattering that you know that came out of uh, the last weekend's visits. Um, no, we we ran that down on Monday. Yeah. I, I can get to that after the break. I gotta yeah. find my. Find, I'll, I'll gather my notes on that. But okay, uh, no, nothing. I'll, I'll I'll re-rack that. We'll re-rack it with our uh, Longhorn Notebook. We'll do that when we continue with Light the Tower. On the Horn, 104.9, 1016. Deck the halls and give a cheer For all the things that Christmas is each year Christmas is carols to warm you in the snow Christmas is bedtime when no one wants to go All the world is tinsel bright So glad to know that Christmas is tonight This is like the tower on the horn Merry Christmas, baby. Greg Jeff, Snoop alongside as well. With you up till noon, getting you updated on things on National Signing Day. Also, we should go right to it with our Flex 30 update. ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Most notable update on the Flex 30 scene is Austin Novosad, I would say. For sure. An all-flex team finalist and quarterback from Dripping Springs, flipping that commitment. Snoop, did you go ahead and ch- drop your uh, yeah. club oversight thing? I archived it. 
you archived it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, that way you don't have to delete it and you won't lose your uh, your likes. You just archive so nobody can see it anymore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. See, see, little little technology there with it. <laughs> uh, safe to say that um, uh, those who are seniors, seniors, out of our. Um, all flex team are going to have decent shots to sign letters of intent somewhere, uh, if not Division One, uh, perhaps FCS, um, uh, also uh, you know uh, Division Two, II, Division Three, whatever it, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. I I do know, and I've not seen it yet, that um, uh, that uh, Jackson Harrison was offered. Uh, by the military academies and a couple other ones. I've not seen if he has signed a letter of intent today, but he was one of those, obviously. Um, Damian Wimberly at Vandegrift signed his this morning. That's SMU. With, with SMU? With SMU, yes. Okay. Uh, he was an all-flex finalist, not on the team, but right. uh, John Bragg from LBJ uh, yeah. signed with uh, Louisiana, signed with the Raging Cajuns. Okay. Will he be at the, is that the team that's playing tonight? They're playing the Raging Cajuns tonight. Oh. Maybe John Bragg shows up <laughs> tonight. I don't cool. know. Uh, that game is at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, tonight you can hear it here on the horn on 104.9 and 101.9 and AM 1260. Also on Coke FM, 985-993 FM. We'll be on the air at 630, tip off at 7. Texas women will tip off a little over two hours from now uh, at Moody Center against Houston Christian. That's a 2 o'clock tip off, a 145 airtime on 105.3 The Bat. All right, so there it is. There's your uh, flex 30 update time now for your Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. She can also help with that cash out refinance as well. You want that cash out refi? Get with Aaron on that at uh, bowersockteam.com. B O W E R S O C K. Bowersockteam.com. Yeah, you guys make one more uh, additional flex update. Oh, uh, this yep. is this is really cool. So Cedric Alexander, as we know, signed signed to Vanderbilt today. Signed his letter yep. of intent. My former coworker at twenty four seven Sports, Barton Simmons, who was formerly our director of scouting, uh, he is now the general manager of the Vanderbilt football program. So he's kind of overseeing player personnel. Okay. Uh, Cedric Alexander signed about an hour ago, became official. And Barton put on Twitter, he said, how about the all-time leading rusher in Austin ISD? Said he is an early enrollee with a chance to make an impact this spring. Tool belt back with great instincts. So that's a great way to describe him. That is, that's very cool for me to see. Uh, yeah. no, no one... Knowing, uh, you know how how our relationship with Coach Fenner and, and that LBJ program, and then obviously, you know, knowing Barton the way I know him, that's uh, that's just cool for me to see kind of things. Small world on National Signing no Day, no doubt. Uh, I'm checking on this. Chris Trevino from our USC site is at the St. John Bosco uh, mm-hmm. Signing Day ceremony. Mm-hmm. At his at last check, this was about 15 minutes ago. DeAndre Moore was not at the Signing Day event. Is not there. So hmm. there's no sign of him. Um, so, like we said, things had been trending to Texas. Got some intel right about the time we were going on the air that they, it looked like maybe he was going to stick with Louisville. Then Greg Biggins, our West Coast analyst for 24-7 Sports, said that there's a chance he might not sign today and might take this a little further. So just kind of be patient on DeAndre Moore to see what happens. So it could be, he could sign today. He could not sign during the early period. I don't know, but we'll we'll see what happens. So that's kind of the big one. Uh, that Texas is is waiting on uh, again. Tassilia Kana, the uh, 
borderline five-star edge rusher uh, out of the state of he's from Hawaii he played his high school ball in Utah he's going to make his decision at three o'clock today it's really going to come down to Texas and Oklahoma again I don't know I know Colorado's on the periphery I just get a little bit nervous anytime you talk about coach prime on signing day and, and I know he recently took a visit there just a little bit nervous with Colorado hanging out in the periphery but I am expecting I haven't heard anything different other than the fact that as of now it's going to be a Texas-Oklahoma battle and things within the last 12 or so hours have trended nicely for Texas. And as far as updating the national letters of intent coming in, uh, Cedric Baxter, the latest to become officially a member of the Texas football program. So as of now, you've got 18 letters that are in. Just waiting on three at this point. Manny Muhammad and Billy Walton, which I believe their signing ceremony is at the top of the hour. And then Leona LaFowle from uh, the state of U- uh, not the state of Utah, from the state of Hawaii. So mm-hmm. time difference could, uh, yeah. could could be playing a, that, a big part in that deal. Yeah, yeah, because it's four hours earlier there. It's it's right now it's just seven thirty seven in the yeah. morning. So uh seven thirty eight now in the morning. So anyway. Um someone asked if Noah Long signing well, he's a junior, isn't he? Snoop? Yeah, Noah, Noah's a junior. I, I thought so. Um, so, no, he has not signed anywhere because he's got another year of high school. Uh, Quentin Joyner signed his at USC from Maynard. Okay. And uh, Ian Reed from Vandegrift signed his from Clemson, confirmed. Okay. All right. Jaden Chapman of Harker Heights, an all-flex offensive lineman, signed mm-hmm. with Texas this morning. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, CB asked this question. We were going to talk a little bit about this. Chris Gilbert and and now uh, moving on from yeah. uh, from Texas to North Texas. I think it was Bruce Feldman that might yep. have had that report late last night that Chris Gilbert is headed to North Texas where he's going to be the tight ends coach. Uh, doesn't surprise – I mean, doesn't surprise from the standpoint that Chris Gilbert, uh, I think, it, you know, and, and Mike Roach has been uh, getting the intel on that situation from, from our side of Horns 24-7 uh, – I know Coach Gilbert's wanted to get back on the field. Like that's kind of where he's wanted to go, and I think that was the next step for him uh, from being director of high school relations under Steve Sarkeesian, and now the chance to to get back to the Metroplex and get back in an on field role, a full time role on a college staff. Probably too much to pass up. So uh, it is a move up for him. Uh, I don't think anybody needs to look at that as a lateral move or a step down. You're you're a full time assistant coach at the FBS level. Uh, that's a really big deal. So Chris Gilbert did a lot of good uh, to I think. Went a long way, Craig, towards mending some fences in the Metroplex between the relationships that some of those high school coaches in that Absolutely. area had with Texas. Uh, and I think now, for the most part, the work has been done because now you've got kids from from Duncanville and DeSoto and South Oak Cliff. You've got them now in the program, and now it's up to those guys based on the experience those guys have, a, a Jonte Cook, a Cam Williams, uh, a Trey Wisner, uh, a Manny Muhammad, the the, the experience those guys have at Texas now if it's a good experience now you're not going to have any problem recruiting specifically in South Dallas but throughout the Metroplex so uh, Chris Gilbert did a really good job while he was uh, on the 40 acres but yeah moving on to uh, to North Texas to your alma mater Craig all right uh, and that certainly won't hurt Eric Morris as he tries to uh, build up the program there after uh, the dismissal of Seth Luttrell, who did get the Mean Green, what, six bowl games in seven years, I he think? Such a re- it's, he, that's an underrated job, what he did, kind of the consistency that they had. Yep, yep, yep. I thought he, I thought he did pretty well. and, and uh, uh, But they, they've got the, the, um, the new president there at North Texas, from what I understand, uh, as well as the new athletic director, have kind of dreams and visions of building that into some sort of Boise State type of thing, and I don't know 
how how possible it is, but there's always been that kind of conversation, that sort of thing. So that's what where the direction that they envision for that, having that kind of vision for that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, that will also be, according to Bruce Feldman, that will be an assistant head coach title for okay. Chris Gilbert as well. So there's... He's getting back to the Metroplex. Uh, there's as an assistant head coach position. There's probably more money involved uh, because of the positioning in the title there with what he's doing. And I, I don't see Texas having any issue filling that role, filling that void on the staff with a quality person. I think they'll be able to find that. Yeah, uh, the, uh, I the think line's probably, probably forming to the left as we speak. <laughs> there's probably going to be a uh, a demand on it. Um, would the Flipping of Austin Novosad and also Peyton Bowen this morning uh, and D- uh, DJ Uyangale's brother all now signing an organ. Would that be the biggest development of the day so far on National Can I give you one more before we get to Oregon? Yeah. One more Texas note. So yeah. this is coming in again. Greg Biggins, who covers the West Coast for us at 24-7 Sports. DeAndre Moore did not attend. The, uh, it's official. He did not attend the uh, St. John Bosco signing ceremony. Uh, he is not going to sign anywhere today. Not expected to sign anywhere today. Still considering Texas, Louisville, and Georgia also still hmm. in the mix there. So okay. that recruitment's going to play out a little bit longer. So if you're if you're holding your breath for DeAndre Moore news, you can exhale because don't expect anything today. Okay. Let's be for a little while. Yes, okay. yes, Craig. Oregon, no question, is a big winner today. Mateo Luyengalale, Austin Novosad, Peyton Bowen. Uh, I saw from Matt Prem, our, our Oregon publisher, that Oregon just landed two five stars in the span of fifteen minutes. <sighs> that's that's pretty that's pretty strong. Yeah. So really, really nice close for uh, for Dan Landing and his staff. I say close, like we still got a ways to go in the recruiting cycle. Uh, it's not over today. You've still got the seventy-two hour window, and then in February. And I think that that goes back, Craig, to something that came up on the text line uh, as far as you know, is Texas using the transfer portal? You got to remember, yes, there's transfer portal movement right now. You're also going to have transfer portal movement post spring, after spring practice is done. So, and Texas has done a really good job of adding portal guys post spring. Uh, Keelan Robinson was a post spring portal addition. Uh, uh, going back to that class, I believe Ben Davis was a post spring portal guy. Uh, so they've done a good job at, at identifying guys in the portal post spring. They added Daniel Trejo, who became their full time punter. They added him like a week before camp started, or maybe camp had already started by the time they brought him in. So uh, this staff is going to work around the clock. They don't stop. It, it really is, it, in terms of recruiting, it is an all gas, no breaks approach for Sark and his staff. They, they're going to leave no stone unturned uh, in terms of looking for help in the transfer portal. And But I think which, what, what a Texas fan should hope for, Craig, is that now with Sark's second full cycle, in the uh, at least most of it going to be in the books. A lot of the hay will be in the barn after today. Mm-hmm. What you hope for is that now with the high school recruits, your depth is at a position where you're not overly reliant on the portal. Now you really are using the portal. Okay, we've got a need at safety. We're going to go to the portal and get a safety. Or we've got a need at tight end. Go to the portal and get a tight end. It's not going to be just kind of this max S. Okay, we need uh, 10 guys out of the portal. No, maybe in a, in a talent acquisition cycle, maybe you only need two or three just to fill a hole you might have on the, on the depth chart. True enough. Uh, somebody on the uh, Specs text line asked me, why, why are you referring to him as DA, DJ Uyunglele's brother and not just call him by his name? He's his own person. We said his name. It's Mateo. Now I've got a question for you. Why are you so angry? I'm looking at your <laughs> list. Look at these texts from this same guy. 
Rod only be only people only care if he wins. No one cares about any of this. Uh, he studied the old BYU coach's offense. Fire Kellen Moore. Can you tell Tom McKay to stop telling us to uh, make love to our wives? It's creepy. Why? Why are you so angry? Look at look at the list of your texts, Dexter. You just everything is just angry. Just go have a cup of hot chocolate yeah. and sit by the fire. Yeah. yeah. Go make love to your wife. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Just say, look, dude, it's okay. Snoop, Snoop do you it's like okay. the idea of having a cup of hot chocolate by the fire? You, 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 I saw you crack yeah, a smile when I, I said did. that. <laughs> it's and, nice. Yep. Uh, somebody asked if Jaden Greathouse is signed today. Yes. No he, had, he has. Yes. Uh, Victor, yes. I know you said you were away from radio. Yes, Colton Vosick did sign. Uh, so that is um, so. Again, the of, of the Texas commits, the only four that you're waiting on are Leona LaFau, who's on Hawaii time. The two South Oak Cliff commits, Billy Walt and Manny Muhammad. Uh, actually, you're only waiting on three at this point because Cedric Baxter has signed his uh, national letter of intent. So just waiting on three right now. There you go. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, we need a break when we uh, come back. And uh, we'll. Uh... <laughs> Micah Gifford from Weiss signed with Baylor. Okay. So there you go. Uh, and, and somebody wanting to know, Jeff. Uh, do we know yet if uh, Gerald quarterback Andrew Knable has signed? Do we do we do we know that? Uh, I will have to. Let me stop you right there. Have you ever in your life checked to see if any student athlete from Gerald has signed a letter of intent with any school ever? Mor- Morgan Cooper. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I had that. You thought you were going to give me? I had that one holster. Look at you. You already returned fire there. Well, did done. we say? Uh, uh, yeah, you, we mentioned TJ Shanahan with yeah. the Aggies from Westlake. He signed. Uh, he did. He did with Texas A and M, right? Yeah, I yep. saw the group picture. Uh-huh. He was Colton Vosick's got his Texas hat and his Texas polo on, doing the horns up, and TJ Shanahan's <laughs> doing the horns down right next to him. And, and back to the angry texter. Already, people are telling you uh, add some Baileys to your hot chocolate. Uh, and then somebody said you're playing Angry Birds too much. Purple Buffalo's daddy got out of the shanty and found his Morse code. Uh, device and texted us to say right. Andrew Knable has not signed yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh somebody legalize it texting and going, Toke up, angry man. Uh so there you go. Uh and and uh, uh, uh Tom or Emily Wolf fan says uh how the Grinch stole the text line. <laughs> just saying it's holiday season, man. Try not to be so angry. You know, next year for signing day, you know what we need to do? Uh, we need to do uh, get, Get more up to date on the video. I need one of those big boards like CNN or Fox yes. News or uh, NBC has on election night. Yes, give me one. Of the I'm big telling boards. you, you're like Kornacki. You can get yeah. there with your sleeves rolled up. You can wear the khakis and the white the white button down shirt with the sleeves rolled up with the tie loose, and you're kind of bent over at the time. Going now, you take a look at this over on this side maybe, of the maybe uh, a coffee stain running yeah. down my shirt. Yeah. That'd be great. I'm all, I'm all about that next year. Yeah, I'll be our command center, Jeff yeah. Kornacki Howe. Uh, so there it is. All throwing, right. throwing it to me in the command center. <laughs> All right, we'll be back to wrap up today. Where do you stand with Gloria Estef- Estefan? It's neither fish nor fowl. Okay. I always liked her rendition. Oh, I was going to you go say something. <laughs> her rendition She's of This Christmas. Mm. The, the, the song called This Christmas. She's so pretty. So, uh, anyway, um, 
Hey, I, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Remember when we were talking about the, the angry texter? And and everybody was making all these suggestions that he yeah. chill out and legalize it, said, toke up, angry man. The, the angry texter texted back and said uh, after that, Hook me up with that texter that wants to get me some Mary Jane. My New Year's resolution will be to be nicer on the text line. See? That's cool. It's a Christmas miracle. You know, it's the that's just how that, that works. I'm glad to hear that. And maybe you and legalize it to get together on that. Someday. Somebody, uh, Viva Lance Jason, I think, actually, Joe number two says, maybe one day we'll have the Allsup's. Chimichanga bowl. It would be the Allsup's Burrito Bowl, All would it? Allsup's Burrito oh. Bowl. Mm. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be good? I haven't had a lunch yet, so yes, it would be awesome. Hey, you sounded like Les Miles. I haven't had my lunch yet. <laughs> you know, with a turkey sandwich there. Um, so, anyway. So, there you go. It's going to wrap it up today. Jeff's had a pretty complete rundown of how things are throughout the course of the day. The guys will keep you updated on that as well. Yeah, Horns 24-7 keep you updated. Also, the uh, 24-7 Sports YouTube live show is going up until 6 o'clock tonight. So, Super Sky Point to Franco Harris. Passed oh. away at the age of 72 this morning. MVP Super Bowl 9. Great running back. Hall of Famer in the NFL. We invite you to stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next. We'll be back with you one more time tomorrow with one more show prior to the holiday break. So, for my co-host, Jeff Howe, and for our man behind the glass, new Daniel, I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us, and we'll visit with you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock right here on Light the Tower. Cowboys football 2022. In the gun, Prescott snap back, handoff, Elliott. Only heard here. Driving, pushing, touchdown! All season. Ezekiel Elliott head for the kettle. No, fakes the kettle. Saturday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.